Welcome everybody, it's Pastor George here at Grace City Church. It's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage emerging leaders. We teach, train, and coach while the Word of God transforms. I'm so elated to take you on a journey into the presence of God. Come on, let's start right now. Church. Hey everybody, I am so excited that you have joined us today. I'm excited about our journey into the presence of the Lord. So let's go right ahead and jump into the word. You know, we've been talking about grace givers on our last two episodes and I'm going to continue our series on grace givers. I'm not going to rush through this. I'm not going to run through this. I'm going to really take our time and really open up the word of God. That's what I want to do. These few moments we're together, I really want to open up the word of God in a practical way, in a way that everyone can apply it to their life. No matter what you do, you can apply this to your life and you can see your life through what we're talking about. You can see how you can apply the principles that we talk here into your everyday life. So we've been talking about the ministry of helps, uh, the ministers of helps, which is the same thing. And we call them here at Grace City. We call ourselves grace givers. We discussed about Exodus 18 when Jethro came to Moses and Moses began to tell Jethro everything that he had experienced since he had come back out of Egypt, leading the chosen people of God, the children of Israel, leading them out of Egypt and bringing them through the Red Sea. And Jethro was so excited for Moses that he stays over. He prepares a sacrifice. He observes the work that Moses is putting into. And though Moses has passion, though Moses has zeal, though Moses is so excited that he can literally do it by himself, Jethro says through the voice of the father, Moses, you're going to burn out. That is, you're only going to be able to do good for so long if you do it by yourself. Wait a minute. Is my mic on? That was a good point. You're going to only be able to do good for so long if you do it by yourself. There are so many people, they are on the heel, the incline of being good, but they can't go over good into great because they're still trying to do good by themselves. You can do good all by yourself, but if good, great, good, excuse me, Good is the enemy to great. Being good enough is the enemy to great. And I want to drive in you that when you and your team are promoting something, are putting something out there with your name on it, when you're the speaker somewhere, the presenter somewhere, don't you just do good. Don't think, oh, if you ever tell yourself, oh, this is good enough, that's an enemy for you. If you tell yourself this is good enough, what that tells me is you know you have the potential to do greater, you're just lazy. If you tell yourself, uh, this is good enough. If I finish a podcast and notice that I stumbled over a few words, 
I made a few mistakes. I said, um, a few times. I really could go back and do the entire episode over again. But if I tell myself, mm, nah, that was good enough, that is an enemy to greatness. That is an enemy to my future. That's an enemy to my destiny. Because what it says is I am okay with being average. I'm okay with just living in the bracket of good enough. But I rebuke that off of you now in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of average off of you. You were called to be great. You were called to do greater. Hear the voice of Abba through me. Hear the voice of the Father. If you finish and you tell yourself that's just good enough, I'm done, I'm tired, I'm through. You may take a break, but don't be done. You can't be done until you have done it in excellence. I'm not talking about perfection. See, God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for excellence. Excellence says this. Excellence says, I gave it my full best. Excellence says, I didn't do this in my own strength. I did this in the grace of God. I did this in the strength of God, and I gave it everything I had. When I'm done, I gave it everything I had. That's excellence. Perfection is, perfection is based upon perception. Perfection is based upon perception and perspective. Because see, what may look good to me might not look good to you. What may be perfection to me might not be perfection to you. So perfection is based on perception. Uh, but excellence, the spirit of excellence, you cannot deny that. That is a character. That is a trait. When you do it in excellence, you may say, oh, my God, uh, we know we know you had to have some mess ups. We know that life isn't perfect. We know that something behind the scenes had to go wrong, but we couldn't tell it by your attitude, by your character, by your dispensation. We cannot tell because of the spirit you did it in. It was a different spirit, an excellent spirit. And so don't you allow yourself to be held hostage by the spirit of average, of being just good enough. It's time for you to come over the incline, get over the hill, and it's time for you to come into the place called greatness. You've been destined to live there. You've been destined, you've been ordained, you've been called, you've been chosen, and you feel it and you know it. You can sense it and you can sense yourself trying to get caught up and just be being good or being good enough. That's good enough. No, no, no. You work it. You drive it. You tweak it. You get it till you know that God is going to be pleased with this. My father used to say something to me and my brother when we would mow the yard. He would say, you should be able to look back at your work and be proud of it. You should be able to be look back at what you did and say, now I'm proud of that. My, I did a good job at that. Now I've got to give it to myself. That was good. That I, I mean, I did a good job at that. You see the line, you know, you you see it how you want to see it. See the lines in it, the grass is cut fresh. You ought to be able to step back from whatever you've done and be proud that you did it, and not be ashamed, not be trying to hide it, not be trying to. Oh, there's a little spot there. There's a little stain there. You no, know, no, 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 no. You've got to be able to look back and be glad that you did it. You know, I was thinking. On the other day, sin is like toothpaste. You ever brushing your teeth and get a 
drop a toothpaste on your shirt and you look down and say, oh, man, I'm just going to wipe it off. And you wipe it away with some warm water and it seems like it has, it's going away. The, the toothpaste isn't there anymore. The stain has gone. You going about your day, walk outside. Maybe you're in the car now and you're driving. Look down at your shirt and there's a huge white stain on your shirt. And you thought you got the toothpaste up, but you didn't know that it still left a stain. See, that's how being good enough is. Being good enough to make you feel like, mm, I got rid of it and, and I'm, I'm done. It's okay. And then when you look down, you notice I could have done better. I could have took more time to get this out. I could have put some. I could have. I could have changed shirts. Now I've got to walk around. Now I've got to go find some a tide wipes to get this out of my shirt. I, I could have done the better. I could have took the few moments to change shirts to re-iron. So I don't want you to get caught up in being good enough. And that's what Jethro was telling Moses in an amount of words that you're going to get caught and frustrated eventually because you're just doing good. But greatness requires you to build a team. Greatness requires you to stop trying to say, I don't like people like that. And greatness says, I've got to build a team. Wow, today's word is lit. Our acronym for lit is love, ignites truth. The law of empowerment, the day Moses became a leader. Something revolutionary happened after Jethro confronted Moses over his leadership methods. Moses moved from merely ministering to leading. Instead of doing all the judging himself, he released other leaders to join him and lead according to their gifts. Moses went from, went from ministering, excuse me, he went from ministering to leading. So that means you can minister, you can talk, and not be leading people. More is caught than taught. People are going to learn more by what you do than by what you say. Moses was doing a lot of saying, but he was not allowing the leaders that were amongst him to be thrust into positions where they could now use the gifting that was in him, which really was ultimately going to benefit him and benefit the people. I want you to see that in Exodus 18 and verse 12, listen to this. Jethro offered sacrifices to God and afterwards Aaron and the leaders of Israel came to meet Jethro and they all ate a sacrificial meal together before the Lord. See, that was before Jethro ever talked to Moses. The Bible establishes that they were leaders. They had leadership qualities, leadership potential, but Moses had to pull them out, train them, teach them, develop them, coach them, show them, and establish them as a team, as the ministers of help, as grace givers. There are so many people around you and your circle of influence who can be a great 
asset and help to you, and you can be a great asset and help to them, but it takes time, patience, and that is wrapped up in grace, the law of empowerment. The law of empowerment is this, that a leader has to be able to lead. I shared this with an executive director that I work for. And I shared with her that you cannot lead from the back. And this particular director has a herd of cows. And she was telling me about how the dog has to herd the cows together. And that there's one that will get in front and begin to lead. And you can't lead from the back. You got to be able to be a leader and not just a minister. You got to be able to do it and not just tell people how to do it. You got to get into that with them. Part of leading is being able to delegate the authority. Another part is while you're delegating the authority, they're watching your life, watching you work. They're examining the way you live. That's the law of empowerment. He gave them permission to lead according to their gifts. We're going to get into that and hopefully our next episode talking about the gifts that we can use in the ministry of helps. But he allowed them to operate in those gifts that everybody might not get behind the mic and do an episode. Everybody might not get behind the mic and do a podcast. But some people are great at design. Some people are great at speaking and sharing. Some people are great at drawing other people. Some people are great at being leaders. We just have to be willing to take the time to train, to teach, and develop the people who are in our circle of influence, who have stated that they want to be committed to helping serve the vision. That those who are saying they've been committed to helping serve the vision at Grace City, we are in a state now that we are learning the language of leadership. One of the things we shared in our brainstorm, if you didn't catch our last episode, please go hear it. We talked about the that we mentioned and we're going to talk about in our next episode, the language of the leader that and a part of the law of empowerment is that Moses now has to teach the people with him that are going to serve with him his language of leadership. Leaders, you have a language. It is your duty to make sure those who serve you are able to understand the language of your leadership. Listen to this. At the point, at this point, the government of Israel grew exponentially. Empowerment was happening. Empowerment was happening once Jethro had empowered Moses. So when Moses got empowered by Jethro, and then Moses went and empowered his leader, the govern his leaders. The government grew exponentially when he allowed them to function in the place of grace. And when he allowed them to function in their gifts, what they had been called to do, what they had been chosen to do, what they had been ordained to do. The place of grace, when he allowed them to flow and function in the place of grace, they saw exponential growth. 
You all, I feel like prophesying. I'm prophesying that when you flow and function in your place of grace, you're going to see exponential growth. Whatever ministry you're a part of, whatever job, whatever organization you are a part of, when you flow and function in your place of grace, you will see exponential growth. You will see growth that others have not seen before. Quick testimony. When I worked at the nonprofit organization I worked for uh, before we resigned, we went into the program and many people testified to the program existed for about six or seven years. But before we came and functioned and flowed in our place of grace, people began to say, we have never been so interested in this program. It never had vision. It never had direction. Uh, it grew exponentially. I'm telling you, when you flow and function in your place of grace, you're going to see exponential growth. Pastor, what is my place of grace? Your place of grace is when you start doing it. I'm going to help you identify what's your flow and your function. When you start doing it, people have to make you stop. When you get in that place of grace, like behind this mic, the podcast, this is my flow. This is my function. It's my place of grace. Listen, I can do about five episodes, which ends up to being about maybe around two hours. When you think about the editing and uh, going back and redoing some things, so this is about two or three hours. I can flow in my function, in my place of grace for about two or three hours. and got to tell myself, listen, you have got to stop. Okay, this is enough for today. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing one at 5 o'clock in the morning right now. But some of them I do at 5 o'clock in the morning. I start at about 12. At about 5, I'm still going. I have to tell myself, just stop it. Go back tomorrow. You've already put out two episodes. But when you're in that place of grace, your flow and your function, like right now, i got to tell myself, this is a good place for you to stop, Pastor. This is a good place for you to pump the brakes, pick it up in the next episode. But when you're in that place of grace and that passion and your flow and your function, Functioning in your gift and in your anointing and your call, you got to reel yourself in. And I want to challenge you, get in that place of grace, get in your flow, get in your function, and you're going to see exponential growth, crazy growth, sporadic growth, strong growth, consistent growth. You won't just have a growth and then a growth spurt. You understand what I'm saying? You won't just have a small growth spurt, but I'm telling you, when you get in that space of grace, that place of grace, and you begin to flow and function, you're going to see exponential growth. I pray the word of God transformed your life like it's doing mine. Could you do me a favor here at Grace City? Could you subscribe to our podcast, whether on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor. Leave us a review, rate us, let us know how the Word of God has been impacting your life. Once you subscribe, do me another favor. Send this word to one of your family members, your neighbors, your friends, and even tell your enemy that your deliverance has come. If you like to be connected to Grace City Church, please do not be afraid to email us Leave a review on the bottom of our podcast and let us know that you want to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. God is doing some great things and he has a great work for us to do. And truth be told, we can't do it without you.